Welcome to King's Touch Church Podcast. We're so glad you're here. And wherever you're listening from, we believe God's word will impact your everyday life. You need to come to a place where you, 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 you diligently take yourself to God. If you have to wait until circumstances take you to him, there might be circumstances that you're not ready to bear. And it gives the pastor extra hard work, which he doesn't have to do, which she doesn't have to do. Because now, something that you could have dealt with in prayer, you didn't deal with it, it became so big, you now have to, it, it manifested at the wrong time. So now you're looking for the pastor's phone number. And the pastor is sleeping. Hello. I am looking for somebody who is ready for God to use and say, you know what, Lord? I don't know what this means. But if he said it, I think I can handle it. Uh, the next level of you coming to the pastor is help me to understand my calling. Help me to pray. Help me to something like that. Align yourself. It's not going to happen until you align yourself. Spiritual breakthroughs don't just happen. As a matter of fact, breakthroughs don't just happen. There has to be a willingness. He said, if you're willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. The land has good. It is hidden for those who are willing and obedient. They are the only ones who will have the eyes to see it. This is my prayer for you. Ephesians 1.18. This is my prayer for you. This is my prayer. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 18. Let's begin from verse 17. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him that the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling. It is for you to know what is the hope of his calling, what he has invited you to do. You must come into a place of knowing it. He knows it already. He wants you to reflect. He wants you to know it. He wants it to reflect on you, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. That's my prayer for you. That you may know that. And the moment you come into that knowledge, you will not be confused. You will not be running from here to there. You will not be thinking, okay, where am I in life? You will understand. You will understand exactly where God wants you to be in life. And that is quite significant and quite important when a church comes into that alignment then the church is ready for great things glory to god and this is what you should do that was my prayer for you this is what you should do philippians 3 14 okay can you read that can you read that together Until you're ready to press, which means you're going to go beyond the natural. 
You're going to go beyond the normal. In other words, you're willing to do what it takes to get to have an understanding of what the call of God is on your life. Then you do some pressing. That means you go beyond. It reminds me of the woman with the issue of blood. When she heard that Jesus had her miracle, she pressed through the people and pushed her way through until she touched the helm of his garment. How much do you want this thing? Do you want it at all? At all? How much do you want it? How much are you willing to do to get it? Because whatever you're not willing to work for, you're not going to get it. Whatever you're not willing to move towards, you're not going to get it. And there is a lifestyle that conditions you to move to a certain place that God wants you to. You're not going to get there carelessly. You're not going to get there just by dreaming about it. You must determine. You must decide and say, this is the life. This is where I'm going because there's something worth doing in this and then you begin to move in that way i know how much you admire your pastor but i think i want to come to a place where everybody looks at you and says that one got it that one has it that one has it that one has it if we all have that thing that fire that factor on our lives when we come in here the praise will be even hotter the 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 the, the songs will be even next level people will begin to speak and prophesy at will and then they'll get out of this place and they'll do exploits there is the life inside and the life outside and in both ways you will be alert and attentive and uh, 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 discerning of what's around you victory doesn't just come people train to get victory the less you train the more you know that you're closer to the loss teams that win spend most of their time doing the training for that game. Armies that are strong build it by a lot of training. Without being trained, you are not prepared for the work that he has for you. You have to be willing to put some things behind. You don't join the army and you still want to bring everybody in. You have to pledge an allegiance to serve. And there you're taken into boot camp. And there they're not connecting to your feelings. They're connecting to your destiny. So they're not training you for your feeling. Thank God for your feeling. But that's yours. You must get rid of it quickly. And so it is a hard and tough training that they have to take you through. For your own good. And for the good of the nation. Am I communicating to someone in this place? I thought I should just take it easy because if, if I, I, I had a preach in me, but I, I thought I should just bring it at the level so I teach a bit, so I don't lose you. I see some of you and I see the call of God on you. I see the gift of God on you and I see you're so ready for the next level. But then the, when I look at you, you're still meddling in civilian issues. Still meddling in civilian issues. Still caught up in petty things. Still caught up in club. Still caught up in, in, in this and in that. And, and the grace of God is upon you. And you're meddling with people who have no understanding of God's grace. And you've brought them to your level. And therefore, you cannot experience the level God wants you to experience. Because you have sold yourself too low. How I wish I could get a sister who just says, I've had it, Pastor. 
I feel it. And they check themselves into the prayer chamber and begin to pray in those tongues. If you're not filled with the Holy Spirit, you come and say, Pastor, I need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I would respect that a lot more. I am telling you, if you stay in the prayer chamber, the pregnancy you will carry will be of the Holy Spirit and not of Juma or Abdallah. I wish I could find a young man who is so desperate for God and says, I am going to seek God as I do what I have to do as a student or as a working class, whatever it is, I am going to seek God. Because even the offices you will go to already have an altar before you get there. I said they already have an altar before you get there. I know that for a fact. I could give you testimony after testimony. And if you take your saved self there, huh, with no response from an altar, you will go and be resisted by the altar there, and then you'll come back and say, they don't like me. No, it's not that they don't like you. They don't like your lukewarmness. The spiritual atmosphere responds to a certain type of person. When favor begins to come upon you, I want you to understand this because there is a place of favor you have stepped into. When you come into that place and everybody wants you to do their work for them, everybody wants you to be the one, that place where the light begins to shine upon you, I want you to know the light does not shine upon you in darkness. You step into a place with light and you begin to carry that light wherever you go. He said, you're the light of the world. You are the light of the world. Now, when the light has become darkness, Oh, the salt has lost its saltiness. Those who test it don't want to have anything to do with it. You will be tested and they will find out what you carry. Now, I'm telling you things that won't happen here because many of you are too saved and you, you, you want to be in that atmosphere where everybody kind of feels sorry for you, you know, nurtures your emotions. Oh, you know, I'm too sensitive. Oh, you know, you know, I don't, you know, you too. I want to bring you to a place where People don't really care about anything like that. They don't care about those who don't have something to give. Hello. Do I sound mean today? Can we get to a place where we stop wasting time God's precious time. And we start engaging with God afresh. I know you may say, but you, you just don't know how messed up my life is. Yeah, you bring your messed up life into the altar. Come with it that way. Don't change a thing. Let him change it for you. And if he's God, and if you're seeking the right God, then he will change you effortlessly. And you know, it's amazing. Believers tell you, Kwanza, alafu Uwezi kujirekebisha. 
You can't. You come to him the way you are. Say, Lord, I, I know I'm a piece of a mess, but I am your mess. Help me and change me. Fire me up. Do something in my life. Do something with my life. You need to come to a place where you come to him. You don't run from him. Some of you are too comfortable. Too comfortable. And that's why you did not think you could do. But it's because you are too comfortable. You are neither cold nor hot. You are just there. Yani? Good boy, good girl. You know, just there. And the, the enemy is not threatened or intimidated because I'm a good boy, I'm a good girl. He, there's a language he understands. And unless you embrace that language, you are food for the devil. We don't want to be a church that has too many emergency prayers. Everything is an emergency. No, we want to be a church that walks in victory. We want to be a church that walks in power. We want to be a church that walks in, in, in total dominion. Glory to God. We want to be that church that carries the presence of God. We want to be that church that appreciates what it means to walk with God. Deuteronomy chapter 5 verse 33. We want to be that church that appreciates what it means to walk with God. And the Lord wants you to learn to walk with him. It is a daily thing. You shall walk in the ways which the Lord your God has commanded you that you may live, that you may live, not exist, that you may live, not die, and that it may be well with you and that you may prolong your days in the land which you possess. Can you imagine what walking with God will do for you? It will give you length of time. You will live longer because of his presence. God wants you to walk with him. And he also said, I will walk among them. And they will be my people. Walking with God doesn't mean that you will not have troubles. It simply means even in the midst of your trouble, you have a guide who is there with you, who will never leave you nor forsake you. In other words, you get into whatever trouble the enemy throws you away, you will walk out of it without a bruise. You will walk out of it in victory. You will walk out of it in power because you know whose you are. Glory to God. Now God wants you to have that understanding. And I tell you something, the way of the believer is to intentionally build a life committed to a closer walk with God. Men like Peter walked with God until the Bible says Peter's shadow healed the sick. They just had to, they just had to find out where, you know, from the PA of the apostle. Where is the apostle going to pass today? I think they, they're taking this route. Oh, they're taking that route. And then how else do you think they found out? Then they would bring the sick and put them there. Then they look at the sun and say, where, where is the sun coming from? This side, okay? From the east. All right. So if he's going to pass here, where is the shadow going to be cast? It's going to be cast this side as he's passing. So they put the, the sick on that side. As Peter walked, when his shadow, not him, his shadow. Now there are levels and there are levels. 
There is the love of laying hands on the sick. They shall lay hands on the sick and the sick shall recover. There is another level where people don't even lay hands on sick people. The, the shadow just touches them and the guys are healed. Shadow. Paul's handkerchiefs. He just sent handkerchiefs and people got healed. Jesus just speaking a word. My servant is sick. La, 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 la. Go. Your servant is well. He goes home says, finds the servant well. How, what time did he begin to get healed? He was yesterday at one. Then he read, uh, yesterday at one I was with Jesus. That's when he spoke the word. And it happened. There is a different level. There is a level where God can use just simple things on you. Because you're walking with him. You're walking with him. And that's what you need to do. To build that fellowship. That being together with him. Spending time with him. You cannot grow up to know someone whom you don't spend time with. Some of you say, reading my Bible is so hard. Read it, listen to it, do whatever you do, but make sure you keep up with your Bible. Until you get to a place where you discipline your life and you can sit on one table for two, three hours, four hours, and you're doing nothing but reading and praying and meditating, you're not ready. Because those two, three hours, you spent them on nothing but your phone. And you benefited nothing. So now the enemy does not need to take you outside to tempt you. He has, the temptation is now in your palms. I mean the same phone, you could use it for good. But now the enemy doesn't need to reinvent another machine somewhere. He already has one, a gadget so small, it fits in your pocket, it fits in your bag, it fits anywhere, it fits on, it fits anywhere. It fits in your hands, you walk with it every day. And Every five minutes you want to look at who's texting and who's, and all those people whose messages you want to look at don't care about you. I'm just telling you. The reason why you think they're saying something significant is because you have been made addicted to the gadget. So now your addiction makes you interpret it that you are a friend to these people, but what we need to deal with is not the friendship issue, it's the addiction issue. So you can't work. They even have to tell you in the office, put your phone away. Now, who is it that you really want to hear from that is so important? So important. The boy, he will break your heart and he'll go. And you know that he has done that. Some of you have been victims to it. Uh, the, the what? Who? The gossip? He just tells you things that are insignificant and they're not important. Hello? Hello? Glory to God. So, you bring your life to a discipline and say, I am going to learn this. No matter what, I'm going to learn this. And then you go ahead and do understand the significance of walking in his presence for you to become his workmanship to do the good things that he wants you to do. 
Understand the importance of his presence in your life. I remember Moses prayed in Exodus 33, yeah, and verse about 13 to 15, when he talked with God. And he said, the Lord told him, my presence will go with you. And he said, if your presence doesn't go with us, don't take us there. Now, for Moses, the presence was external. For us, the presence is in, it, it's, it's already internal. It's there. You have the, the presence of God on the inside of you. The eternal presence is internally in you. Hmm? Hello? So, why, you, God bring you to a place where you have no business going where God is not directing you. Hello? You get to a place where you only want to, you only want to go where God wants you to go. See, the secret of success and victory in life, the secret of unusual exploits, that the secret that gives men who are anointed the ability to do the things they do is the understanding of the presence of God on their lives. And you know the beauty is every one of you can carry that presence. Every one of you can carry that presence. And I tell you, when you carry his presence, you won't miss it. You won't miss anything in the world. You won't miss any person who is not in the circle. You won't miss it. I want you to challenge yourself to refuse to be normal, to refuse to be usual. I want you to challenge yourself to want everything that God has for you. And I'm telling you, for the believer, his presence should be number one. Number one. The greatest desire of your life by far should be to have his presence dwelling on your life. The day that does, you will see a different part of you, a different side of you, a different you that you have never seen before in life. You'll be a single with a purpose. You'll be a young man with a vision. You'll be a lady with grace, with understanding. Because you know. Business will work because you've connected to that grace yourself. Do you know why so many people are running around the wrong place? is because they're looking for the presence, but they don't want to engage the presence by themselves. So they're looking for a prophet with a presence. They're looking for a pastor with a presence. They're looking for a man of God with a presence. But why don't you seek his presence by yourself? That doesn't mean you won't need these people, but that means that you will begin to have an understanding that they have as well. Theirs may be greater because of their calling, but even yours will function in your calling. So you're not a liability. When you go to a place, everybody acknowledges that the, this person, we must call them to, to serve. I don't care where you throw Pastancia. The next few days you will invite her somewhere. Because of an establishment that she's made. They are businessmen you're not going to ignore. You won't have a meeting without them because they have, they've understood their place. They are doctors and lawyers you're not going to ignore. 
Because they, they've established themselves in a certain way. There are people that are impossible to ignore. I am such a kind. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. I, you cannot ignore me. You may not like my presence, but you won't ignore me. Now, I, I, I need you to be that way. When you get to a place, those that like you and those that don't like you can acknowledge that you have something on you and they can't deny it. Amen. The secret is in the presence of God. The presence of God. Like Moses prayed, you must make it your life's goal. That if I am born again, then let me be born again in the way that God wants me to be born again. Hello? Yeah, if you're born again, then you must really be born again the way God wants you to be born again. You must do it the way God wants you to do it. You can't do it your own way and expect to get God's results. If you're going to get the God kind of results, then you need to do it the God way. Church, this is a serious thing. God has called us to do great things. God has called us to do exploits. However, we must awake to the fact that we have to participate in order for those things to manifest. It's amazing how you have to actually convince someone they need to pray and they need to come to prayer. But you don't dodge the wedding. You even say, you say, I don't have time, but you stay at the wedding until one o'clock. You get to your bed at two o'clock. And you nearly have a wedding every weekend. You even just choose which one to go to. Hello. Do you know why you keep going to those weddings? There's a significance that is calling on the inside of you to see something glorious. But the most glorious you've placed yourself is weddings. Because what you're thinking about is relationship. But if your relationship was to God, then you'd, th you'd think about weddings at a different level. You'd be anticipating what your time with God will produce. And not just to admire other people and say, oh my God, look at them. They look wonderful in that dress. There's a lot of makeup there to make them look good. You go put up your own makeup. Go into the prayer chamber and let God make you up. Ah. Let him make you up. Like Esther. Six months of being made up. By the time she appeared before the king, she looked like a queen. If you want a king, you must prepare yourself to look like a queen. If you target a king when you're looking otherwise, I don't want to use the word, you won't qualify. Preparation. Even God prepares. Ephesians 2.10, he said that God has prepared. God prepared these works for us. Even God prepares. So why would you think 
your unpreparedness should meet the preparedness of God and something good should happen. Do you know why the virgins, huh? some of them missed it? They were not prepared. When the moment that counted called, the ones who were ready went in. The ones who were not ready had to run back to try and get what they should have done before coming to the place. Can you begin to prepare your life for what God wants to do rather than run around for what's not going to help? The struggle you have with, with a believer who never gets their lives prepared is just, it's sad. It's, 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 it's not good. You have to preach to them all the encouragement service, uh, summons you have until they're all over. And then you even look for the new ones and then you say, now you go and read from here. And they're still not on the level. Then you go back and pray for them all the prayers and then they still come back and say, but still pray for me, there's a pain here. And then say, but, but you forgot to pray for this one, which is here. And then, then you say, but, but now you see, but, but now my head is... And, You need to come into that level where you understand the presence of God for yourself. It's the reason many believers are being confused and deceived. You're looking for something significant that you could actually prepare yourself to get, but you don't. So now you have to find it in others. What God has for you that you can find for yourself, don't wait for another to get for you. Get it for yourself. If the Lord has given it to everybody, get it for yourself. He says, we, he has given us a measure of faith. Everyone can get faith for themselves because he has told you how faith comes. It comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Get it for yourself. You can pray and set aside time. Your indiscipline has been your greatest dysfunction. But you have to get a determination to get you into the right place. Build the presence of God and desire and say, I'm going to function. Stay in his presence regardless of the weakness. You are so submissive to your human weakness that you don't respond to God's greatness. I guarantee you, you that I'm looking at, the moment we find out your sin, you're going to run. It's not that you were not doing it. It's just, it, it, it's just that it got exposed. We all know it's not new. It was there. You were doing it just that nobody, you thought nobody knew about it. Do you know where you linger? You carry the presence from that place? Ah. The, where you stay, you stay with smoke. You'll come out not smelling that smoke, but the rest of us will actually smell that smoke. Did somebody here go smoke? Smoke? No? Yeah. You go to the kitchen, you'll begin to smell like food. You come out, hmm, kitchen. We can always place you to the place you have been staying for a while. So just because you stay at that boy's room and come out, washed and perfumed and you think we don't know about it we know yes. 
But our love is greater than our knowledge. So tunakuvumilia. Ila tunakujua jinsi ulivyo. You've refused to grow, but it's time you allow yourself to grow. Align. Kuna watu wanafujo. Hata ukijaribu kumsaidia, hasaidiki. Ha? Fujo. You try to help them, but they will try as much to get out of your help. If I am trying to help you, understand, I am anointed to help you. Pastor Sia is anointed to help you. The pastors are, are anointed to help you. So don't try to run. Just be vulnerable. If, you know, you've messed up, come. You know, I'd prefer you to struggle when I know you're struggling. I know you're there, so I know how to pray for you than for you to pretend. We won't get to that level of growth if all we do is keep doing the same mistakes. You're too sensitive. The moment somebody targets, you know, something that needs to be removed off your life and you want to keep it, the thing has to go, but you want to keep it because you're too proud to admit that it's wrong. Uh, I think I've preached enough for today. Yeah? I am praying that you come into the understanding of your identity in Christ. Huh? Your identity in Christ is a function of your relationship with him. Which means if you're relating with him, you will know who you are. And if you don't know who you are, somebody will define you. That's why when someone tells you you look like this, you, you get so angry. I don't look like that. I know who I look like. I know who I am. I don't look like so and so. I look like Christ. I look like what God says. Yeah? Your relationship with him is what will bring you to a place of great exploits. They that know their God. Daniel 11, 32. They that know their God shall be strong and work exploits. Don't accept anyone's narrative of you. Don't accept the devil's narrative of you. Take what God says about you. Oh, they're speaking about me. If you are going to do great things, they will speak about you. There is no great man, no great woman who is not spoken about. If your heart is still too little to handle people who are speaking about you, then you cannot deal with certain things. I told you there comes a place in life where things are spiritual. That even the person you thought, this is my best friend. If they don't understand the spirit world, you will you'll fall out because you are in two vast worlds. Huh? Your identity in Christ will give you victory. Now thanks be unto God who gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians 15, 57. I would like to see people living a life that is from victory to victory, from grace to grace, from glory to glory. Yeah? Your understanding of your identity, of your identity in Christ will move you onto higher grounds and it will establish you there. 
you are seated with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Huh? You will understand that. In all things, you will understand that you are more than conquerors. And that's a practical life. That's the life you're supposed to live. Knowing your identity in Christ affects the way you think. You don't think like a slave. There is a difference between the way the king thinks and between the way the slave thinks. When you embrace your identity as a king, as, as a child of God, as a person who is a believer in Christ, as one who is born again, you begin to walk different. Because now you know you're a man, you are a woman on a mission. You have a position of authority. And that, that's why you can speak to things, command things to be, and they, they are. My desire for you as a church is to come in the, into the fullness of the knowledge that God has for you. So that we're no longer babes being tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. But we're established in Christ, rooted and grounded in him. Understanding what his calling for our lives is. So that we can leave his purpose together and go out there and make a difference. And go out there and uh, cause change. And go out there and bring transformation. A, a small, tiny, puny person with Christ on the inside of them. With a proper understanding can change a whole, di a whole uh, uh, dimension. A whole, you know, uh, compass of students can be changed and affected by one person. A whole office can be changed and affected by one person. God is looking for that one vessel, that Daniel, that Joshua, that Peter, that James, that John, that one person who says, here I am God, send me, that Isaiah. God is looking for one individual that is yielded to him in, the, in, the, in totality. God is looking for that one person who is willing and obedient. Everywhere God uses people who are willing and obedient, that one person, and he will pull them out of the crowd, do what he has to do in them, and bring them back when they're significantly different. God has chosen this church and called this church to be an example of excellence in this city. To bring about new levels of worship in this city. To set an example and a pace. You are pace setters. You are pathfinders. You go there before the others. That's the grace on your life. You find the path and others follow it. And God does not want to leave anyone behind. You are handpicked and chosen by God to be his workmanship that's created in Christ Jesus for good works which God has prepared beforehand that you may walk in them. Thank you for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe and share the message to your family and friends. Follow us on our social media at Kingstar Church.